0: Well, that was about the perfect top-off to that story, wasn't it? Wow. Thank you very much. Actually, I think, guys, I think we can leave this table right where it is. I, don't think, I think I can work with it right where it is. I don't think we have to move it forward and back. Thank you very much. Very, very, very much. Beautiful. I say we stop now and have them sing some more. I would love that. Next time you come back make time, do a concert, let us come and spend an evening with you. Really nice to have you here. Thank you. So, this what a story, huh? This is an interesting story. This huge figure, this huge hero in our American history had a hero of his own. Someone that we didn't even know was there, who was going through amazing challenges. Imagine what it might be like Not to be able to speak. 85% of the time, Annie Glenn could not speak. Just as a mother, the idea that I would have to fear whether I could pick up the phone and say my child is hurt. What a huge concept to consider. And this is what she lived with her entire life. Until she was 53 years old and found a miracle. But up until then, don't you think she would have been a little mad at God? How come me? What really, what is the point of this? Imagine not even being able to say to your husband how much you love him when he's going off into space, leaving the planet, leaving the planet by himself. What a remarkable, remarkable story. Brings about the question, why? Why? We talked last week about understanding is what? Knowing. uh, Understanding is, uh, I'm sorry, I can't even say it today. Knowing is what? Understanding is why? You guys did that to me (laughs) with that music. (laughs) So I have this little piece of wood here, you see? It's nice and plain naked actually we could call it naked smells good nothing on it exactly the way we come into the world isn't it very plain and naked smelling good newborns smell really good don't they we haven't been messed with at this point we're just born in our natural beauty every piece just a little bit more unique than the other everyone different and as we go through life, what happens is that well-meaning people who think we're important begin to protect us. And they say, honey, boys don't wear pink shirts, I'm sorry. Honey, girls girls can't play football. No, 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 no. Sweetheart, I know you want to be an artist, but artists don't ever make a living. And I don't want your life to be hard. Find a real job. And they Paint us in their fear. Color us with ideas. And as time goes on, we are completely covered. But the thing is, we don't know we've been covered. We have no idea. Because it starts at such a young age that what we really know is we lived up to everybody's expectations. We look like we're supposed to. We do what we're supposed to. We're successful like we're supposed to be. That feels pretty good. Everybody's happy with us. I put a little smiley face on this guy because everybody's so happy with us. Our 20s are kind of like this. We're ready. We're exactly what we need to be. But this thing happens when we go out into the world. Some little thing comes along and starts rubbing us the wrong way. We don't like it. Rubs and rubs and rubs and rubs and rubs. rubs. And you know what happens? If we rub long enough and hard enough, (laughs) even harder than that, what happens? We start to bleed through, don't we? A little bit of something that was our, our authentic self starts to show through. But it doesn't feel very good. And we don't like it. We don't like it at all. So most of the time, once something starts rubbing on us, before it ever gets to the really rubbing, we say, enough, I'm done. We don't like to hurt. We don't like to hurt. What we really like is we like to meet other people who are like us, who don't rub us the wrong way. So we meet someone and we say, oh, you're beautiful, you look just like me. I like the color of your clothes. Yes, yours are nice too. I think we're very much alike and we should be together, don't you? Why, yes, the world will be wonderful because we're just like each other. How could there possibly ever be a problem? And if we stay together for a little while, something (laughs) begins to happen. This is not sexual friction. Okay, something begins to happen. And what generally happens is at that point, we look at each other and say, you're not who I thought you were. I can't stay with you any longer. Right? We have to leave because it hurts too much. We think it hurts too much. So there are very few places anymore where we find leper colonies. But Jesus worked with the lepers. And there are some things we don't know about leprosy. Most of us know that people who are afflicted with leprosy can lose limbs, ears, toes, fingers. These are the things that we learn when they're trying to explain some of the Bible stories to us as we're growing up. But most of us don't really understand what happens with the disease. The disease of leprosy is this. As you move through and your disease advances, you lose feeling. It affects the nerves in your system. So you begin to lose feeling in different places. Your ears don't have feeling. Your hands don't have feeling. Your feet don't have feeling. So as you're walking along and you step on glass, you have no idea that you did because you can't feel it. There is no feeling. And as the wound festers and becomes infected you have no idea because unless you look at the bottom of your feet you can't feel it and eventually when gangrene sets in and they have to take the limb you don't know because you can't feel it our gift of feeling is incredibly important it is important that our that we stay tuned into our body that we know how we feel and we like to run away from the things that caused us pain or harm. But they're the only things that really, really, really bring us down to the authentic part of ourselves. Our pain. Those things we can't answer why about are sometimes the most valuable things that happen in our life. So there's a chapter in the Bible that always I always found consternating. I don't know if that's a word or not, but it is now. Oh, it's made me feel consternated. Anyway, that it's in Matthew. And in Matthew, we hear that the Old Testament used to say an eye for an eye. And Jesus is telling us that's changing now. An eye for an eye is no longer how we're going to do things. How we're going to do things now is when somebody harms you, I want you to turn the other cheek. Which just didn't. There are a lot of ugly things that happen in the world. Really, I'm supposed to turn the other cheek and let this happen again? Honestly, come on, that doesn't feel right. But the point is this: when we turn the other cheek, we are making, making a decision about who we're going to be in the world. And I'm not. There are extremes to this. I always want to caveat this kind of conversation because there could be somebody in this room who's being beaten. There could be someone in this room who's going through something that is extreme. I'm not talking about extreme situations. We have to have boundaries and hold ourselves safe in the world. And if you are in one of those extreme situations, please consider that that is honored and respected and that you have to make decisions to keep yourself safe. But I'm talking about the pain that doesn't make you unsafe, that's just hard, right? So if we're just an eye for an eye, if we just decide, I don't like what you did, you're not like me, I'm out of here. (laughs) If we decide that, we are walking away from what we expect of God. Because we expect of God that when I screw up, you're going to forgive me, even though it was painful. (laughs) You're going to be there for me, you're going to be there for me no matter what each time you're going to give me a space to learn because isn't that what I'm here for? I'm learning. So if that's true and if we're God expressing, then isn't it our job to turn the other cheek? Isn't this an opportunity when something irritates us for us to bring our God self forward? For us to be forgiveness. For us to be eternal love. For us to be healing. And isn't that what is authentically underneath all the other things that we paint ourselves with in life. Isn't that really what we're here for? So as we move through life, we have this opportunity to be our God self. But what happens as we go into judgment, judgment and criticism. It's you, it's not me. (laughs) Whatever just happened, you did it. Why did you do that to me? We have an opportunity in our life to move from asking why you did this to me to why am I responding the way I do to this particular situation. What is happening that's trying to emerge from me? What is being challenged in me as a, as a being? What can come forward if I separate enough to look for my authentic self in this? What do I need to know about me to be the best God self expressing that I can possibly be? Now, we could go through life perfectly unmarred. Nobody has to talk to us. We don't have to engage with anybody. You know those people, I love living by myself. (laughs) I have no, no one challenges me. I can do whatever I want, however I want. It's not realistic if you're looking to bring forward your holy divine expression. That's why we gather in communities like this. And it's not always easy in communities like this. When we really are willing to take the risk to step out and be authentic, be who we really are, some people respond well and others respond not so well. But that's what we're here to do. We are here. To cause just enough friction, just enough that something holy and sacred can come forward and we can recover ourselves. And if we stay in community, if we stay in relationship with people, if we continue to pursue being our divine self long enough, we're going to come back to this, aren't we? We're going to come back to who we really are. Love and forgiveness and healing. And it's interesting because, you know, people say I, say, I hear this in counseling, I've done such a good job at becoming who I really am. I really feel like I'm authentic and I'm real. How come I keep attracting all of these people in my life? How come all these people keep showing up? Isn't that what the master did? He brought himself into action with the lepers, into action with the sinners, with the tax collectors, with the people who were seen as outside of what is healthy and normal in life. Because what happens when you have achieved a level of authenticity is people begin to see who you are and see how beautiful they can be in your eyes. And they want to know how you did it. They want to know how and you become a resource for them. So all that time you're praying that you are doing something useful in the world. Please help me be an expression of God. Let me have my life be valuable. You are valuable when you bring your authentic self into communication with all kinds of people because they show, they get to see through your actions what is possible for them. And you might have to cause a little friction. After a while, two of you who have worn off everything might not have to rub, well, maybe a little, oh, there's a little something there. (laughs) I'll help you with that. But if you stay in relationship, mother, brother, father, lover, whoever it is, long enough, you can come to a place of profound authenticity that is rare to find in this world. That brings bliss and joy on a level most of us have trouble imagining. It doesn't happen because we say. It happens because we agree and we stick with it and we do it. And in our fast food life, we want to believe we can get to this really quick. But for most of us, we have a pretty healthy amount of painting to get through. So when you don't understand something, when it feels like the world is just rubbing you wrong, when it feels like everything is out to get you, you might actually be trying to reveal to yourself the true God that you are, the true spiritual being that you can bring into the world, your most sacred self. I have a few quotes for you for today. Mahatma Gandhi said, Nobody can hurt me without my permission. Nicholas Sparks said, the reason it hurts so much to separate is because our souls are connected. Annabelle said, there comes a time in life when the world gets quiet and the only thing left is your own heart. So you'd better learn to know the sound of it. Otherwise, you'll never understand what it's saying. And finally, Oscar Wilde said, education is an admirable thing. But it is well to remember from time to time that nothing that is worth knowing can be taught.